I V M. Hello and welcome to a new episode of IVM Likes. Today I'm in the studio with Naveen and Josh again. Again, hey, yes. yes. Hi guys. We left. We just, That's yeah. right. We've just been recording this for the past week. We've just been sitting here and discussing, discussing stuff. Discussing yeah, stuff. Slowly rotting. All right. So today we're going to do um, our usual round of recommendations of a TV show, a book, and movie, and then we're going to discuss some documentaries that we love and recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Naveen, who has a secret book to recommend. Yes, he won't tell and, us what uh, it is, by the way. So I think like a lot of people will laugh at me when I talk about this, but then this this book is called Six Boys and a Minivan, and this I read when I was in seventh grade. And for the longest time, it has stayed with me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 I was not even six <laughs> boys and a minivan, and you read it in seventh, seventh grade. grade. But I it's a good story. The, the whole point of the the book is that there's a kid called Patrick who's basically lost his father, like not lost him, but then the father just left him and went away. Hmm. And now uh, he's the only man, and he's supposed to be taking care of his mother. His mother's not well, but he just basically does not want to leave his old family life, where they had a nice mansion and a house and everything. And his sister's like working very hard to make sure that. They can make ends meet, and in the meanwhile, he befriends a farmer called Philip, who is a nice guy and who generally wants him to come to the to the light side. You know, he talks about Jesus and everything, mm. and tries to convince him to become a better person. But on the other hand, there's a gang of vagabonds led by a guy called Cyril, who basically are just good for nothings. And their idea once is to basically steal a minivan and go to the Swiss Alps and ski. From there on, like they steal a guy's minivan, and the accident happens, and now they have to figure out a way to come back to like you know it's a lot like sleepers, but nothing wrong happens to them. They just get uh, sent to jail, and then they now have to figure out a way to uh, you know bring their life back to normal. And hmm. uh, as a seven as a seven grader, I was like, what the hell am I reading? This is so intense. It was pretty intense. Like, this is the first time I heard the word remorse, or you know like uh, or uh, something like phallic. These, these were words which were not supposed to be used back then, and uh, it's a great book about. Finding yourself, uh, finding the right company, and redeeming yourself as a person, mm. and it's pretty straightforward. It's, How it's good... old are the boys in the book? They're all thirteen, fourteen. Oh, okay. So Cyril is the only biggest guy, fifteen-year-old who's a bastard who basically, like, you know, convinces these guys that mm. you you have to be a little bit of a of a vagabond to mm. be cool. So these guys all follow him, and he leads them into shit. That's what. Oh. All right, all right. Who's the author of this book? Uh, it's a guy called uh, R. Demorex. It's a, it's a basically so people usually read this book in Bible hmm. study and all that Correct. when you're growing up Correct. Oh. and there's a strong uh, religious element to it but right. it's not pushed in your face it's just like it's a story hmm. and they turn things around for themselves hmm. there's no spoiler or anything it's a nice story about losing yourself and finding yourself that's it and what it does remain all, all time favorite for me that's what people say did you read me. it as like part of religious studies for you no 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 I was at my cousin's during vacation, and this was like one of the lots of books that he would give me. So every time I went for vacation with my cousins, we would exchange books, and Best. this was one of those things that you know just ended up with me. I still have it. Hmm. I tried giving it to my niece, but she's a dumb <laughs> piece of shit. Dumb dude. So, <laughs> all right, Josh, let's get that movie recommendation. Okay, so the movie I'm going to recommend today is Candyman. Nice. Has anyone seen Candyman? Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a classic. of the genre of horror movies anyway um it came out in 94 it was directed by this guy called bernard rose who also directed this film called mr nice guy hmm. which is about the pot smoking dealer guy yeah. hmm. the film is basically it's a slasher movie and uh, it features n- none other than the candy man who's played by tony todd who if you know anything about tony todd he's very famous for voiceovers hmm. and he's got this very kind of baritone voice hmm. and, right But what is so amazing about this film is um is just the script man 
because the whole thing begins with this idea of an urban legend mm. and then bang in the middle of the film there is a twist mm. as in the the thing just suddenly turns into this other film and it becomes this kind of psychological paranoia mm. thing okay. so what kind of starts is like okay it's going to be urban legend candyman's going to come he's going to be killing people and all it just doesn't turn out to be that it's this whole thing about how this kind of woman starts going crazy you know oh, okay. while she's investigating this candyman thing the sounds a lot like shrooms have you heard, have you watched shrooms no it's a very similar concept are you talking about the movie or the experience the <laughs> <laughs> both <laughs> i've had premonitions on both Ayyo. but uh, shrooms is a movie about about like a girl who thinks that there's a slasher running mm-hmm. around behind them mm. but in the end, end it's revealed that she's been tripping on mushrooms and she's the one killing everybody <laughs> oh shit <laughs> One thing that was awesome also about the film is this the music is done by Philip Glass mm. who yeah. I happen to be oh, a, a fan nice. of also yeah mm. so his music for that for like a horror film it was it was really nice How old is the movie now 94 it came oh, out Okay yeah so now it's wow 20 years old So yeah. classic recommendation of classic. slasher films Yeah we're all nice. going old school today Yeah oh I'm going super new school guys Damn. I'm recommending this TV show called This Is Us uh, it just finished season 1 this week It's a little difficult to describe the show without giving out any spoilers because it's one of those shows where every episode has like this super emotional manipulative twist. Okay? The basic premise is that you're following four people who share the same birthday. They're in different timelines. One is in the 90s, one is in the 70s, one is in the 80s, then you come to the real time 2017 and you're following four people. Mm. Uh one um who's a African American boy trying to find his biological dad. one girl who struggles with weight issues one actor who's trying to break out of the you know pretty boy mold mm. and there's a guy who uh, who's trying to be like a better father and a better husband and he has three children coming on the on the way and he has like an alcoholism problem so he's dealing with that there are three four separate stories we're following how do you have three children coming along the way they've triplets okay <laughs> Well, he's planned in advance and everything. <laughs> Family plan. Every yeah. nine months, one kid. Uh, the thing with this show is that it is really obvious in the way it builds the story out. Where you kind of uh, once you watch like two episodes, you know that every episode, whatever you believe, they're probably going to like try and twist it. Hmm. It goes big on those like yours a massive surprise. You did not expect this, hmm. but it also and it it is it feels sometimes a little manipulative, but it is also really really nice and warm and like it's like one of those things where every week I watch it and I cry and I feel like I'm being hugged at the same time. <laughs> um, it is uh, well written. The relationships are really well written. They feel so real. The fights that they show in the family. It's a hmm. it's a family drama for sure. It hmm. is like one of those parenthood type of shows, but. What really makes it even better is the cast because mm. they have Mandy Moore on it. They have Sterling oh, K. Brown nice. from People vs. OJ. Mandy Moore, nineties Mandy. Yeah, yeah. The only really? Mandy Moore yeah. there is. She is oh, really good. She's a choreographer, yeah. singer, actor, dancer, everything. Yeah, oh, she's shit. really good. I had no Amazing. idea. Although one of the main leads is uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who played uh, Jess Mariano in Gilmore Girls. So that's why mm. I started watching the show <laughs> because in the trailer, like very, very obviously, they started the trailer with like a shot of his butt. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Clearly, I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> But I still recommend the show because it is one of those family dramas that's written with enough story and enough plot that still makes me want to watch it. Sure, there are some episodes that feel like this is too much mm. uh, because they're going for the big emotions. But when they go funny and when they go real, it it's really nice. Uh, it's called This Is Us. You can find it on Hotstar in India. Uh, you should check it out if you want to, like you know, if you want like a nice weekly cry. Uh. <laughs> Uh, which yeah. is sometimes good. It's cathartic. It's This nice. for me is everyday morning traveling things. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> next time I'll watch that thing and cry and some un- under a man's armpit. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, no. <laughs> triple the crime. All right, so um, Naveen recommended a book for us. It's yes, called Six Boys and a Minivan. Bye. Try not looking it for for it on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's called uh, Six Boys and a Minivan by <laughs> R. Demaurix. And Josh recommended. Mine is uh, Candyman from 1994 horror film. And I'm recommending This Is Us, an NBC TV show. And let's take a break right now and come back and we'll discuss our favorite documentaries. Mm. Yeah. All right, welcome back from the break. Uh, I'm in the studio with Josh and Naveen, yeah. and we're discussing our favorite documentaries. I'm actually not a big documentary person. Hmm. I do watch some documentary TV shows though that are like um, that only because they. Hey, hey! I'm I'm really a big bigger fan of fiction, you know. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so some of the my favorite documentary TV shows which I do watch are of course Planet Earth, which is hmm. one of my all-time oh, favorites. Yes. Yeah. The greatest. Yeah, absolutely the greatest. Yeah. Visual treat. Yeah. I also yeah. really enjoy Chef's Table because yeah. I mean it combines cooking and that visual treat element mm. plus classical music uh, to people cooking. And abstract is so is, fascinating. Uh, abstract now. was also on my list. It's a design show which is also really interesting. I haven't finished watching it yet though. Yeah. Have you? I watched three episodes. Oh, okay, I've the, only watched the yeah. first one yet. The guy with the Nike shoes who came up with like oh yeah, nice, pretty nice. cool. I mean they're really long though. I uh, that's my only. But again, like the visual storytelling and yeah. music that they use nowadays, yeah. and I think documentary filmmaking has gone beyond that in so many ways. Right. Uh, sitting to watch something like Making a Murderer, for example. That was, I was. I don't. Why am I saying Making a Murderer every time? It is Making a Murderer. It's Making a Murderer. Yeah, it's not How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> <laughs> how to make a murder. How to make a murder. <laughs> how to make a murder. <laughs> it's an instruction document. Yeah. How to make a murder. <laughs> Making a murder was so so good. It so was surprisingly good, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and for documentary to have me on like hook and then make it make me watch the next episode again, mm. I think they've come a long way. Mm. But I'll start off with my recommendation for sure. uh, documentary. Again, like I'm full on feels today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm all about like so. Buzzfeed had this list out which said you have to watch these seventeen documentaries if hmm. you have like this. And I went through the list, but one really caught my attention, uh, which was because it was available on YouTube. So right. like, this is so easy. So I just clicked on it and. And ended up watching one and a half hours of this, and I cried like a baby oh my God, at the end it of called? it. It's called Dear Zachary. Uh, I've seen Dear Zachary. Yeah, it's oh uh, directed by a guy called Kurt Quinn, and uh, the movie is a personal ode to this uh, kid who's uh, about to come into the world, and it's the best friend's kid, and the best friend of his, uh, Andrew, has been murdered by his own to-be wife, and she's now carrying the baby. So through the course of the documentary, you learn that uh, this woman is a psychopath, and uh, they fell in love under the weirdest circumstances. But this guy, Andrew, was the sweetest guy ever. He has known him for the longest time. They were kids, and they were friends together for the longest time. So he has all these memorabilia, and he shows them. But halfway through the film, it takes a massive flip, and then you're just left like you have goosebumps. Like even when I'm talking about it, I have yeah. goosebumps. Mm. Yeah. But it's such a powerful emotional story of a of a person uh, so wrong, mm. and nobody yeah. could do anything but yeah. just because she had. A baby in a stomach. Yeah, I watched it. I think because you told me about yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, oh god, it was genuinely amazing. It it, it makes you it. question humanity in 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 the general term, you know, like what is wrong with this woman? Why yeah. why are people like this? Hmm. It's it's a good documentary. It's well made in terms of also filmmaking style that he uses is very because you know that he's making this as he goes along and somewhere along the way he only found out that you know mm. this is what my documentary should be and he changes the track and you see that so that's really remarkable all right yeah so, that's pretty interesting josh you have one that you want to talk about for yes. some time now 
Yeah, because <laughs> recently I watched the uh, OJ Made in America, right. which won mm. the this year's Academy Award for Best Documentary, and it's a pretty epic documentary. Because even though it's in the documentary feature, it's like seven and a half hours. Yeah, long. it's the longest documentary that's ever won, or something like that. Mm. I I can imagine that, but they've split it up into five sort of one and a half hour parts. Mm. But what is so awesome about so the basically the the documentary is about the case against uh, is about OJ Simpson yeah. essentially. Yeah. And uh, part of it covers the case, but it's very chronological in the sense that they start off with why he w- like why he was a famous footballer, hmm. goes into like what his relationship with the African American hmm. community is, and also shows you the context of like from uh, when the civil rights movement started in the '60s, I think it was, hmm. and then till. Um, going up to the case against OJ and just through this whole story what the 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 director of this film is a guy called Ezra Edelman who's yeah. like a black jewish guy and um he's done such a good job because he's uh, sort of divided between like all the incidences with the LAPD where blacks have been sort of um, really violently beaten or just treated mistreated hmm. you know, completely and where justice hasn't yeah. been uh, served to that community you know so with that context with OJ's case cuz OJ is like a guy who's kind of distancing himself from the community as well so the whole documentary is just it's one it's riveting but also it's like um this it's like a nihilistic comment mm. on how maybe dysfunctional the justice system is yeah. mm. because at the same like it's not serving the black community at the same time in this moment when it's supposed to actually deliver justice it doesn't mm. because in the face of all this protest and in the face of like because uh, what the mainstream justice wanted was this guy to go to jail right. but then that didn't Correct. happen you know right so how exactly that happened yeah oj's case has been always the most uh, convoluted yeah. story that we've learned we yeah. know the story but we still want to really watch and i thought i yeah. knew the story yeah. Yeah. i just knew he got off for yeah. murder that because much i watched I the cuba gooding junior Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask. You should. Wa- yeah, I was just going to say you should watch People vs OJ now, which yeah. is the fictionalized version of the of the case, and mm. that's also really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. But this man, one thing about this documentary, it is so riveting. Like I want to yeah. watch it again. The now. thing with with like, I I tried tried to watch People vs OJ and mm. the documentary. I just find it so frustrating that I I just get. I'm just like I I don't want to know. I don't mm. want to know how f***ed up things are. Mm. I just can't deal with it. But yeah, so then maybe should not watch Warner Herzog. Because <laughs> oh his documentaries just f*** you up so bad. He he follows why? penguins and tries to understand why penguins are not swimming properly huh, in the Antarctic. But Warner Herzog will not leave you with such a His yeah. documentaries are good. <laughs> No, they 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 are twisted. They're not so twisted. Maybe you're some twisted. of them are twisted. Some <laughs> of right, them are guys, twisted. Not all of them are down. twisted. Calm right, down. Let, but, let but me recommend <laughs> one. Let me recommend one that that's um, not controversial. Yeah, non-controversial. Really good. Uh, it's a documentary I watched last year called The Barkley Marathon. Hmm. Um, the I mean the whole name is The Barkley Marathon, the race that eats its young. Hmm. So in 1977, there's a guy called James Earl Ray. who was arrested for assassinating Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Um he escaped from prison okay. in this in the woods basically and he was out for 55 hours before he was caught and he only covered like 13 kilometers hmm. in that 13 miles actually in those 55 mm. hours so one of the guys who used to live close by like you know all these people who used to live close by and and had followed this chase that was happening about this murder who was on the loose one guy called um, Gary Cantrell was like 55 hours and he only covered 13 miles i could mm. do 100 mm. so he decided to set up a race in those words mm. it's basically a looping race where there's no maps there's no um, directions there are no aid stations on the way the race lasts for 60 hours mm. 60 hours you're on your you you're running completely throughout like you have to finish a loop 
and is a triple loop basically hmm. what's really fun about this is that only 40 runners apply there's really no way 40 runners are selected actually from a bunch of like uh, applicants hmm. but there's it's not advertised how to apply hmm. right okay. the application process is usually a mystery hmm. and when you apply you have to write an essay on um why i should be allowed to run the barkley and you have to give them $1.60 as application fee and one thing that gary wants that year like one year he wants white shirts so as part of the application you have to send him white shirts <laughs> or socks whatever he wants whatever he feels like yeah. because it's, it's like not willy wonka of jungle running right so people come in um, and once they're selected they get like a letter of condolence <laughs> saying you've been selected <laughs> so they come in it's an unmarked trail and they have literally that 60 hours they've trained for a long time to run this trail uh very few people complete the trail at all but the year that this documentary was shot 2012 three people in fact made it to the final round nice. the final loop so there's like a, a beginning and an end and no middle there's a beginning and it loops three times okay. and it comes back to the start point okay, okay. right the race starts uh, at midnight um when gary lights a cigarette that starting point <laughs> everybody starts running every time somebody taps out a guy plays uh, like a trumpet hmm. so everybody can know that one person oh, is out right now this is hunger games yeah it's almost hunger yeah, games yeah. it it is because there's bruises and they are bleeding and they're on their feet for 60 hours in the middle of the night in a forest nice it is like most people don't don't last that is why the the But documentary they die is called, or they just come back no no of course yeah. they can't nobody dies and all <laughs> be the actual hunger games no no <laughs> nobody dies uh, i think but what's really interesting is so the, since there's no um, stations right how hmm. do you prove that you ran the loop So there are 11 books hidden in mm. those loops and every time you get there if you are runner number 30 mm. you got to take page number 30 out of that book by the end when you make that loop you got to prove that you were there on all the stations oh. that you passed the whole pa- like so the whole way you got to have all the pages page number 30 of each book that was on that trail something oh. flies away in the middle then you <laughs> oh yeah they have those bags that's fine but mm. it's it's genuinely like a really uh, difficult race and Oh, oh my god, I watched it and it was one of those things where it's one of course it's visually beautiful because you're watching people run in a forest. Mm. Secondly, such a um, like endurance of human spirit where these guys there's really no reason to watch it. You like to run it, to win it, there's no point. You win nothing. Yeah. It's just a personal thing that they want to achieve, that they want to test their body and their mm. you, like how much they can take. Uh it's really really interesting. You should check it out. It's called The Barkley Marathon. It's on Netflix. Awesome. I want to recommend one more sh- uh, documentary that I'm going to tell you as much as little as possible about. Mm. It's called Tickled. Mm. <laughs> um I would I suggest this. that you don't watch the promos, don't watch, don't read about it, about it. just go watch it. Mm. It's a really in- interesting show because uh sorry, movie because it's a journalist from New Zealand who writes light entertainment stuff like you know, oh here's a world's largest pumpkin or whatever, that kind of stuff. Mm. He found some videos once online of two guys uh tickling each other, competitive <laughs> endurance tickling. Started to write about it because it was so funny. But then, as as he started to really go into the like to see, find out like who made these videos, who's paying these artists. It's like you know the the CD underbelly of the tickling world. Uh, he got threats in the middle. Their funding got pulled out. Uh, they went on Kickstarter. It finally released last year. In fact, the guy who they who the documentary is actually about threatened them multiple times, like at screenings, and then Tickle basically made like an HBO de- uh, debut last. month or like last year i think uh, and it's got a lot of coverage but it's one of those things where you can't really get this guy yet because there's not enough legal things that follow him mm. there is a money trail mm. there is obvious abuse trail so but tickle mafia yeah it is 
awful it's so <laughs> creepy because you start out watching it as like is this funny yeah. it's also really physically uncomfortable to watch because okay. you're watching two guys tickle it's non sexual guys mm. it's just tickling <laughs> it is so creepy I, i literally had like i was like i felt like somebody is walking on my skin it is really also very interesting but please watch it i know i didn't make it sound like <laughs> you should totally watch it i, I never feel good. ticklish it sounds good you should definitely I watch it i'm extremely yeah. ticklish you should definitely watch maybe it maybe even too ticklish anyway. if you're ticklish or no yeah, you should, you should watch, watch it, it. <laughs> see if you can watch it together and make it jada uncomfortable right? yeah it's mm. so tickle in the it's middle. also on netflix nice. why do you guys like do you guys have a, like, a preference of documentaries over like at a time that you'll watch documentaries versus other movies at yeah. night <laughs> i usually just watch documentaries really? at night yeah. i'm i'm like re- i mean i'm not a documentary person i almost always watch fictional stuff because mm. i just find that at least it's fictional mm. it's not the, this is not the f-ed-up world that we live in you mm. know i find documentaries to be a little bit too overwhelming i don't like documentaries that are based on people you know like lot of lot of or like know, music documentaries yeah like yeah. music or even like people who are famous and stuff like how mm. they got there mm. that is not important i i like broken characters mm. i like flawed people who are trying to mend ways but it only gets worse for them yeah. i like that kind of stuff because the world but, is awful yeah but once in a while there's a nice funny documentary yeah. as well like super high me yeah, which was course. a parody of super size me right. mm. uh, where a guy went on a mcdonald's diet for 30 days and then went off it to see how his body reacts to it uh Doug Benson was a comic did the same thing and he's a major stoner so he did that yeah. by like not smoking for 30 days and then smoking for 30 days to see how he feels mm. and in the whole process like it's funny but it also points out the the whole war against the marijuana that's mm. raging and people who are actually carrying licenses yeah. and medical marijuana is available in certain parts but still people will try to you know push them away for no reason if we're talking about um pot can i suggest one thing so there's a you know wise land and then come back that is always a recommendation it's hot bogus studio i get likes so wise land uh, the tv channel that launched mm. they have a show called weed etiquette yeah uh, where they do document like it's a documentary tv show so there's uh, it's called one, weed etiquette no weed etiquette weed etiquette i think so it's this a amalgamation of two words yeah weed etiquette ஒருங்கிங் and they're all fighting against um the government to get these legalized for children <laughs> but right now it's still illegal so the kids are just like sitting in the corner days as far yeah they're super high these kids are doing a ton of drugs like because it's the dose that's required and they go to school or they go to play and it's set to such music where the kids are just super high like on a swing it's super scary to watch which is also really interesting yeah do you watch um any um music documentaries that you really like josh music documentary i mean the most famous one i know is uh, that i've seen is dig have you hmm. seen dig yeah that one is about the brian jonestown right. massacre that was a good music doc but out of doc my favorite documentary like all time is this one called crumb which is about a a comic book artist mm. but it's a, i like it because it's kind of it acts as a kind of essay saying like why art is important because like out of his whole family like his whole family was so dysfunctional mm. and so weird but he was the only guy that kind of pursued his art and um smashed it 
But he's also a weirdo, but he's not as weird as the rest of his family. Right. Like, I think the only music documentary I watched because I felt like I like was um, the Kurt Cobain one, and mm. I watched it only because I feel like I I I wanted to understand the fandom enough. Which which Kurt Cobain one? It's called Cobain. Cobain. Yeah. Because I've seen one called Kurt and Courtney. No, not that one. Not that. Yeah, one. no, just Cobain. Oh I think. God, Cobain. I'm a big fan of Nick Broomfield, man. Mm. His whole like the leader, his driver, and his driver's right. wife. He did curtain. He did Biggie and Tupac also. Oh, there's yeah. one called Amy, which is about Amy Winehouse. Which yeah, is, that um, I haven't seen. That's supposed to be really good. Yeah, no? and this Indian guy who directed it, yeah. an Indian guy based in America, mm. who also directed this movie called Senna. Mm. It's about oh uh, yeah, about Art and Senna. Right? Art and Senna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Asif Kapadia. Asif Kapadia. Oh yeah, that's so right. So he and and his document is also very well made and very well researched. Yeah, yeah. and uh, visually also very enticing. So I think Amy Winehouse is a proper. St- hmm. uh, Study case I have to see of this. like yeah. fame gone wrong Correct. and all that. That's a, a whole bunch of documentaries we've recommended right now. If you like any other documentaries and want to recommend something to us, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are IVM Podcasts, and uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Yes, and hopefully we'll leave the studio by then. We should. We should leave, guys. Bye.